But oh, yeah. she's oh, also, yeah. we, we call her Beth. Yeah. We call her, so, oh, yeah. right. For, okay, good. Just I thought she had like an I thought she had like an alias, but then I realized it was just short for, <laughs> short for Elizabeth. <laughs> I am see somebody else suggested that I'm a sleeper agent today. And so now this is just a whole thing. Okay. I don't want to bust oh. your cover here, so I'll, I'll stick to that. I'm not a, I'm not a sleeper agent, I promise. Okay. That's good. Okay. That, okay. that would be news to us. We would be <laughs> I know. Like, you've been, a, you've been sorry, accomplices but... this whole time. Yeah, really. Could have been useful <laughs> earlier. <laughs> oh man um so i guess uh, we can get started then yeah so five four four two, two and one we're playing a song that we're singing come on get happy Okay, we did it. We did the countdown again. Yeah. You know, we've been we've been at the podcast for oh, I don't know what about uh, at least two years now, right? And yes. I, I'm trying to think of yeah. the last time we've had a perfect countdown before. Never. It's uh, never, not ever. No, we anyway. had we were close earlier this year. We were. I recall that. I, I don't think that was my mistake. Like I it, think that was on a bit of a delay. It, Absolutely, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, synced up. it's simply impossible, you yeah. know, it's, it, unless we're actually in a room together, which will happen at some point in the far future now. Again, yeah. Again. Um, either way, listeners, welcome back to the happy hour. Uh, thank you again for listening. My name is David Auger and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com and I'm joined as always by Beth. Hello, uh, my name's Beth and I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T. And today is Paul Byron's birthday. Oh, my God. It is Paul Byron's birthday. Just in case we didn't have time later, it's Paul Byron's birthday. We are very grateful for him. Happy birthday, Lord Byron. Let us pray. Happy birthday, Lord Byron. And (laughs) Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And uh, we actually have a guest with us uh, this evening. Uh, Editor-in-chief of The Athletic Montreal, uh, and also known Brad Marchand instigator, I believe, <laughs> we have Arpen Bazu on the line with us. Yay! Tonight. Yay! Bazu, how are you Hello, doing? everyone. I'm doing great. I've never, I've never been introduced that way, so that's the first. I got that correct, right? It, it was Brad that went after you one night. <laughs> I don't know if I if I've instigated Brad Marshall, it's been without my knowledge. So this is you're gonna have to fill me in on this. I don't know what you're talking about, but I mean, Brad and I have always got along. I thought I thought at least <laughs> no until now. Friend of the enemy, Arpin Bazu. Welcome. To the <laughs> I, I just realized I definitely got my wires switched up there. Uh, oh, that's all right. Uh, Arpin, thank you for joining us tonight. It's a huge pleasure for us uh, to have you on. Um, I know uh, Veronica's super thrilled. I yes. know I'm thrilled. I know Beth is thrilled. We're just all very <laughs> in general. Um, how are you doing? On. How is your weekend? How was my weekend? Uh, yeah. It's a lot like my week. It's just kind of the same. No idea what that's going to answer. Yeah, it's pretty much, uh, no, we do try and, we do try and, you know, I don't know if you noticed every Saturday I tweet out that we eat bacon. That's, that's how I know it's the weekend. Is oh. the day. That's the day we eat bacon. So um, <laughs> that sets the tone for the weekend. But yeah, I just, I did manage Why to kind of take yourself? it. Well, because if you have bacon on any other days, then the bacon day won't feel like Saturday. You know, we want to make sure, we want to make the weekend feel like the weekend but and not you, just another day where we're all home. Day? 
I do not. No, I don't limit my taco intake to a particular day of the week. But just during confinement, um, (laughs) bacon day has been Saturday. Under normal circumstances, we eat bacon uh, in various days, sometimes multiple times a week. But for now, this is a this is a COVID nineteen measure that we've instituted in the house. Yeah. (laughs) So like, this is a day for like bacon and eggs, BLTs. Yeah. No. No. We just. We have one, we have one, no, we have bacon for breakfast, either bacon and eggs or bacon and French toast. And that sets the weekend off. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we did that on Saturday. With kids, especially and during quarantine, it's important not to disrupt routine. Right. So they look forward to Saturday, right? Yeah, they do. And it's, and it's important to just establish it as a weekend day and not, not another day where we're all at home. Yeah, right. doing our joggers. thing. Yeah. That's it. Wearing joggers. Yeah. Wearing joggers right now. I live in yeah, joggers. Yeah, me too. That's yeah, all I I'm doing. Joggers. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm in joggers and a hoodie, and I'm I haven't done sure. any exercise. I definitely have a hoodie on. <laughs> I definitely have sweats on though. I That's went for my... a walk today. We went for Ooh. a walk in the woods with. Luna. That's joggers, David. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah. They call it. They call it sweats in Albany. David, that's 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 incorrect. It's not only limited to Albany. I will let you just rest assured you're not it's not a there geographical plenty, designation. There are plenty of um Albanyisms that I've been made aware of in you know in my years knowing these two. So uh yeah. I always have to no, no, I always I, have to second guess myself now. I call them I call them sweats as well. I was just going I was just going with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Don't have to worry about that as much. So no, it's actually no, that's actually a good thing to do. Uh, establishing any sort of routine because once everything hit, all routine kind of went out the window. Yeah. Yeah, trying to at least because when it comes to I'm gonna get philosophical here, when it comes to life, any sort of um randomness isn't uh, the best. So a routine, do something on this day, you know it's this day, and it mm. keeps a a staple of normalcy and I think stability. Too. So it yes. makes total sense. Have bacon day on Saturdays. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, my, it's it. my new religion. Perfect. <laughs> That's what I've decided. Yeah. And we pray. Um, <laughs> I know on weekends what I do is that anytime on the weekends I always order out for dinner. That's what I. That's my routine to shake things up. Aside from uh, that's a good idea. Working. I'll from tell home. you a story from when I was little and we lived in Montreal in the West Island and my, um, my grandparents came to visit, they would come in and stay like every other summer. And um, (laughs) with our, our special thing, because we didn't have much, but our special thing on Saturdays was going to McDonald's for lunch. McDonald's. That was it. Oh, I had, I had McDonald's breakfast on Saturdays. Yes. When I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, it was like, you know, my dad would grab me and a buddy of mine and we would go for McDonald's on Saturday morning. So, so, so was, that was a treat. Oh, what was so, um, what was your once, menu item? Uh, you know, egg Mc, <laughs> sausage, sausage McMuffin with egg and a hash brown and a, and a that's juice. That's it. That was oh, it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's the perfect. So I was feeling really choice. cheeky. I got an extra hash brown. <laughs> no, see those hash browns. Oh, that I when I go to McDonald's, I'm sorry, Veronica. When I go yeah. to McDonald's now and it's like lunchtime or dinner, but you know, by the grace of God, uh, breakfast is now available whenever you want it. <laughs> and what I do, I usually get nuggets and two hash browns. That's my that's my In thing. The same meal? Oh wow, oh, absolutely. David, that's outside the box, that's man. Really, Jeez. Yeah. Listen, 
Let's, and they tell me, they're like, uh, sir, you know, it's going to take an extra five <laughs> minutes to get the hash browns out of the freezer, throw them in the thing. I'm like, sir, it's fine. I will wait. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, you go into the little spot and you wait there for someone to bring the bag out to you. And I was like, yes, I did this. But um, yes, I do do that. So I've Worth actually it. been, um, I recently have been making my own sausage McMuffins at home. <clears> and they've turned out really good. So Arpin, um, She's I am vegan. a vegan. And I'm not doing that to be like, hi, I'm vegan. Hello. Oh, yeah. I feel Hello. depressed. This, this whole conversation is very inappropriate. No, I, vegan I, I, present. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about I, bacon. I'm the only oh. one in my family. Uh, I still eat BLTs. They just have vegan bacon on them. Anyway, um, but I made my own vegan McMuffins, and they tasted just like McDonald's ones. And it felt like childhood tip for me because before church on Sundays, we would go to McDonald's on the way and my little brother and I would each get uh, a sausage McMuffin and we'd have to share a hash brown. Oh, and ooh. I know, Whoa. I know. Jeez. So how do you do that? One of you plays to divide it and the other so, one picks which Exactly, half. exactly. Yes. That's how my mom did it. And then the we got the way. orange juice and like the orange juice sometimes came in the carton that you like stabbed the hole in with for the straw. And yes. sometimes it came in a cup. But it was just like a, a toss up. Like we went to the same McDonald's every week, but it was just like this. Yeah, we had this week for orange juice. When I was a kid, it was always the stab the top, like the plastic thing yeah, with yeah, the metal. Yeah. And you stab. It yeah. was always that. Yeah. And at one point, it switched, and I was I was very much against it. I was yeah, like, no, this really is soft. yeah. That's well, you just felt like that was just that orange juice was just made for you. Like no one else was gonna have that. Exactly. Know? Like, yeah. yeah. That's perfectly well as well quarantined orange juice. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and that orange juice from McDonald's, not not top tier orange juice. No, orange no, juice. it was terrible. It was yeah. like um, it was really it quite was bad. Water with <laughs> yeah. some orange dust sprinkled into it. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. It you didn't. You didn't go to McDonald's for the orange juste, man. No. <laughs> no. Was, yeah. hash browns, man. <laughs> Which is why the, the the whole notion of sharing a hash brown it just makes me cringe. I'm just like, yeah, oh my no, god, I would run away. <laughs> yeah. <is> this, <laughs> <laughs> if you got to social services. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> cruel and unusual, man. This is like, how could how could you ask a kid to do this? <laughs> Wait, I'm going, to, I'm going to bring the truck back for a second. Get us back in the What was the rest of your story? Oh, just make sure make sure your make sure your mom doesn't listen to this podcast, okay? Just She's watching. <laughs> She's trying to catch up. And I'm like, oh, mom, this one was boring. Just, just she's like, skip that yeah, one. she's like our most loyal listener. Five months from oh, now, really? oh, oh, that's terrible. My mom doesn't I'm sorry. Any of them. It's okay. She knows I love her, so it'll be fine. Okay. Um, I'm not judging her. I'm not judging her decision to split the hash brown. I'm just, I'm just from a child's perspective. I'm looking at it from that. But now as a parent, like yeah, okay, well, yeah. a lot of calories, saturated fats. You yeah, know, you the, let's make them do that. Yeah. 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 What doesn't kill you? <laughs> Dave is a yeah. testament to that. Anyway, Veronica's story. <laughs> it was just now it's it's I feel like there's been um too much of a what's it called? Um anticipation. But uh, when so my grandparents, my old grandparents were they babysat us one Saturday. My parents went out and they left us with them and I was like, "Um, it's Saturday. So we have to go to McDonald's." And my <laughs> grandparents didn't have a car i mean they didn't have the car and so uh, i made them walk to mcdonald's i i made them walk all the way to McDonald's. 
and my mother still tells that story. <laughs> but it was it's the, power, it's the power. Of, it's the power a grandchild has, man. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, that is grandparents. So... Yeah. Grandparents will do whatever you ask them to do. My parents, <laughs> I have to keep them on a leash near my kids. Like they will just throw. <laughs> they will just throw sugar at them at like. So, and, oh yeah. my god! Like I am yeah. the oldest grandchild, and my grandfather. Like I've been vegan for two years. My grandfather still. He keeps vegan ice cream now in his freezer, oh. so he, we can have ice cream together. Cause that was our thing when I was a kid. Damn we ate. Oh, that's, lo- that's lovely. It is. So it's quite a sacrifice your grandfather's making to eat vegan yes. ice cream. Please think of your grandfather. Like, oh, he has his well, own. Oh, okay, you eat. Okay. He has his own, and then yeah, 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 I yeah. have the vegan ice cream. Right. Oh, that's, that's yeah. It's, it's very thoughtful. Yeah. So, I'll literally do anything. Now, on that front, um, I had the fortune of being raised by my grandparents. So yes. all that happens in my life is pretty much uh, <laughs> the um, the factor of that happening. So if that explains anything mm-hmm. to anybody, that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My personality explains a lot. Thanks, Veronica. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was so, he was the golden child oh my god my grandfather uh-huh. holy cow i'm pretty sure that if i wasn't born a boy it would have been either wasn't born or sent off to an orphanage or something like that what? because all of my mom's sisters were having daughters and he was swimming in the estrogen sea and he didn't want any part of it but then they found out i was a boy and he's like we're keeping him i was like oh god yeah it's a good it's actually a good family story my mom loves telling it was he there in the the oh yeah oh yeah the day after i was born they got me out of the hospital and got me back home (laughs) oh yeah my grandfather was adamant about that Anna Quebecois, a logger at that. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. A oh, logger. Cool. A literal yes. lumberjack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's 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 pretty unsettling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're a boy, Dave. <laughs> it's okay. I'm okay. I'm yeah. orphanage. Okay. Phew. Okay. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> By the skin of my teeth, Veronica. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, geez. Good job. I've had a, a, a Tuka Rask there. Oh. Tuka? What? Someone fart? No. Tuka means? No. That thing of. No, that, that's not uh, what Tuka means. That's yeah, not that was, what Tuka means. But yeah, Tuka they... apparently has very awful toots. Um, no, oh. he said that thing about oh. wanting a son last week. Oh, oh did he? Okay. Um, My grandfather would not do well on social media. No. Zero <laughs> percent. Is your you grandfather Tukarask? No. <laughs> Imagine. What a strange thing. Ah, uh, Tuka. Oh yeah. We um, met. We've mentioned now Brad Marchand and Tukarask on a Habs. This is a Habs podcast. <laughs> right, and not one Hab. Though I Paul do. Paul Byron. Have, oh, oh yes, we did. Yeah. It is Paul Byron. Wow, That's we true. forgot all about him. Yeah. Oh my Happy birthday. Man, we might have to fold soon. That was that's a bad, <laughs> a bad look. We should maybe start talking about. Yeah. Like, so like, like, the we do have some have news. So we have substantial news. Did I miss something? Yes, Thomas <laughs> Mechanic. No, no, never had. There's a new hab. 
Vasily Demchenko oh, yeah. on your contract, Arpin. What do you think of Vasily? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I've been following him since he was about four years old. And this is thank really quite a monumental. Boy. Yeah, quite a yeah, thank God he was born a boy. But um <laughs> he's quite a monument. No, um, you know, I mean, I think this was it's honestly a little it's a little bit puzzling. I mean, his numbers were pretty good before this season um this season he was playing behind a terrible team and they wound up getting traded it was a backup and but you know i mean he's 26 so it's like yeah you know at what point i mean i think that the organization probably slots him in as caden primo's backup in laval he signed a two-way deal so he's obviously amenable to playing in laval and he doesn't have an out clause so he's coming and there's yeah. no he's not going back so um if that's the case then and and if he's actually good uh which his numbers prior to this season would suggest he was a 930 something goaltender for like three years in a row until this year um and you know if he can perform in laval and maybe even compete to be prices backup over the course of this season if something should happen if they should sign a terrible backup for a third year in a row and it doesn't work out um then then maybe maybe he could fill the job but i don't i don't think they view him I don't know this for a fact. I haven't really spoken to, to, to anyone in the organization about it, but I don't think they view him as, as a legitimate uh, candidate to backup price, especially when there's so many backups on the market that should be available in free agency. Um, and they've clearly learned something mm. about, about their approach to this position. Like this is going to be a priority again for the second off season in a row. Uh, but I think that they're, they're more open to, uh, to sort of, to open their limitations that they've placed on, on this contract in the past. And so I think they, they might be willing to spend a little bit more money on a backup because they just, they understand that this is, you know, one year it cost them a playoff spot quite literally. I mean, it's, it's, you know, having the Emmy as a backup two years ago cost them a spot in the playoffs. And last this year uh, it just put an incredible strain on price right from the beginning of the season. And, and it's just not, it's just not sustainable. So I think they realize that. Right. I do too. I think yeah. they're going to open their wallet this year um, or whenever. We were, we were talking about this very same thing uh, about the backup position with uh, Paul Campbell a few weeks ago and uh, yeah. Paul and Paul being like a complete goalie expert was essentially saying what you said before Arpen and that coming this um, off season, whenever that will be, yeah. um, there's a glut of caliber uh, goalies who were former starters of some renown, of course. Um, like I think what Halak I think is going to be on the open market just to say uh, just one of the names that would be available. So uh, what's going to really come down to is how much cash are the Habs willing to spend, especially when they have other contracts coming up. And that's always the game that they have to play. And he well, does. Yeah. And on that, I think, I think they'd be willing to spend a lot of money, but just for this year, they would spend, they would, they would try and what I think they might try to do is because you're not going to get any of the better names that are out there. Halak being one of them. Anton Hudobin is probably the top name on the list. I mean, it's, he's just been lights out in Dallas for a couple of years now. Um, so what I think they might try to do is, you know, all these guys are going to be looking for term on their deal. And so yes. it's the one way they can sort of offset that is say, listen, we're going to offer you a one-year deal, but we're going to give you way more money. Like we'll give you the same amount of money you probably would have gotten on a two-year deal somewhere else, you know? So 
we'll sign you mm. for one year and four million instead of you getting a two year four point five million dollar deal somewhere else and the next year you could be a free agent again. So if they right. can if they can make that work with someone, because they will legitimately need the money next summer. I mean, there's there's so many guys, so many contracts are coming off the books and which in one sense gives them a lot of flexibility, but in, if they want to bring these guys back, they're all they're all gonna get raises. So um so I don't think they want to be tied down. You know, they've already kind of, I mean, Ben Sherrod has worked out, but like that contract is already sort of treaded into that that zone where where they're going to need money. Uh, and it's not looking like a bad contract now, obviously, and because of how well he played this season. But uh, when he first signed it, that was my first thought. You're like, okay, now you just signed this guy into the, the danger zone money-wise where, where, you know, you're going to have to have money available for some of your top players. But I don't think they want to do that with a goalie, a backup goalie, I should say. Right. Yeah. yeah. But then sense. what though? Then, then well, they have I think a whole new problem. Well, I think after two years in Laval, I think it'd be reasonable to expect that Caden Primo would be ready to compete for that job. I think, uh, you know, I don't. They couldn't. You know, they wouldn't. No one would accuse them of rushing him after he spent two full seasons in the AHL. Uh, that might be a, an appropriate time to bring him in, and he would be on a a cheaper contract um, at a time when they need a cheaper contract. And he's probably, he'd probably be, you know, hockey mature enough by that point uh, to legitimate, not be a, a traditional backup, but be a guy who plays 35 games a year in Montreal. And that's like, I say, I wouldn't want your, a good hot goaltending prospect to be a traditional backup behind Carey Price and play 15 times. But if they're sincere about saving price for the playoffs, essentially, uh, his backup has to play 30 to 35 games. And so that, you know, if that's what Primo's role would be as a backup, I'd be totally fine with that. And that was, and so if he continues progressing the way he has, he should be ready to, to compete for that job uh, come, uh, come, you know, I guess next summer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that would be great if that worked. You know what's kind of funny on the goalie front, money-wise, is that we're, we'll finally be done paying off Steve Mason next year. <laughs> Wasn't it weird that they... <laughs> Just... have, you, have you not always found it weird that they bought him out? Like, why did they buy him out? Yeah, it's... It made no sense. A bit. Maybe maybe it's a bit more stark now in retrospect, but I remember at the time, I thought... Because I'm trying to think... I'm trying to put myself back into time. Because wasn't Ticker still around at that time? Oh my lord, that was a uh, long time ago. Or is that a bit too far? Yeah, that's a bit too far. T- no, Tokarski was not around, but they no, they could have they could have kept him, and had him be like the backup in Laval to Lindgren at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And so I mean that, or just be platoon with Lindgren and just be there in case you needed a goalie. It's not like they spent the money. Right. They didn't. Right. They didn't spend the money that Mason would have made, and they they did nothing with the cap savings that resulted from the buyout. And there was nothing to say that he, I mean, he didn't latch on anywhere else after that. He basically left hockey, but so it was just weird that's... that they would buy him out and still have him on the books for this long. It's uh, was strange. For me, but... Arpin, that's especially particularly because he exited the NHL entirely. It's one of those, there's something we don't know. And there's a, probably a good reason for me. That's where I always. Right. But then they could have done what they did with Kincaid. I mean, ultimately, if that, right. if that had happened, they could have just, done something like if they didn't want him anymore there would have been a way to to pay him and and just have him not be around i mean that's you know it's it's they're paying him anyway i mean if unless it's just the cash savings that they wanted 
and they they only wanted to pay him two thirds of his of his contract, and that's another thing. Right. But I I don't see this being a cash saving move. It was, it was a cap saving move, and and they didn't they didn't need it. So wow. it was weird. But anyhow, not a not a not a deal breaker in any in any way, shape, or form, or game break. No. Like you know, it's not really that big of a deal. But I remember at the time thinking, why are they buying him out? Like it just makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember I was I was just browsing through a cap friendly for the second there, and I thought, is it over? It will be over. So oh, one less thing to have to worry about. Um, when in 2021? Yeah, yeah. This is the la- this season is the last season that we're paying him uh, 1.3. Oh yeah. So yeah. Well, he's actually he's actually been paid. You get a bulk payment, and then he just stays on the cap for that long. Oh, is right. that how it works? Hmm. Out? Oh, okay. A okay. Well, sum, as they say. On the yeah. J.B. Wentworth commercials. Yeah. Good <laughs> reference. Do they have that in Canada? What did you say? The J.G. Wentworth Jaguar? No. <laughs> so what? So, so there's this, like, lawyer you can call. And yeah, no. Have a the, we don't have that in Canada. We, we don't have lawyer commercials in Canada. But, <laughs> so yeah. they, like, they have Isn't a jingle. A they have a jingle, and it's like, call J.G. Wentworth. It's seven seven cash now, but then they have an opera one. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. I have. I'm serious. I've heard that. I definitely have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like one eight seven seven cars for kids. Oh. K R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that song. And you. Every time I, on, I have to switch over. It's it it will stay in your head for the entire day. Mm-hmm. It, uh, for for months it will stay in your head. I have to so post this podcast with a disclaimer. <laughs> no, you don't. K A R S No, kids. Enough. Okay. Cut. Sorry. <laughs> I need to know. <sighs> you know Golden Gate Blonde on Twitter. I love her so much. Um, she said one day during COVID, she said, if we're trying to kill the virus, has anybody considered playing the Cars for Kids song? <laughs> That's funny. I had no oh. idea that, I thought that, that, that was Steve funny. Mason would lead into this. No. <laughs> Steve Me Mason either. leads you interesting places. How did, how did Steve Mason places. lead into this? Well, That's a good question. I don't remember. We said lump sum. Oh, lump sum. And then I said, you went right. Right, right, right. right. That's then, true. You see? It's my, my bad. Fault. That's my no, it's my bad. That's me. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, hey, okay. I asked the question. <laughs> we're going to blame Arpin on this. Yeah, one. blame me. Sorry. And Steve Mason, like, how did we even start talking about Steve Mason? Because of the He's money. He's a goalie. Because of the goalie. And the yeah. money. It's my fault. It's right. all my it's fault. It's your fault, again. Well, I mean, we do have a Habs podcast, so. It's true. Man. <sighs> Wait, I have. have a question. Oh, we do? This is how ha- I do. Okay. If, so so Steve Mason got traded to the Habs and then was bought out before he ever played. Does he still get a jersey? I don't I don't think he even came to Montreal. I don't think he gets a jersey. I doubt no. it. He, okay, he, he, he was bought out. Game. He was bought out immediately. It wasn't even oh. There was like no there was there, I think he was a Hab, he's like the Dan Ellis of like he was like a Hab for a day. Yeah. I was like when Shea Weber was a was a flyer. He wasn't though. He was like Sebastian. Yeah, Apple he never was. was. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's, will be that's the exact perfect 
comparison. Four more so. years. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe they made up a jersey for Aho. Maybe they sent it to him. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that would be that would be a collector's would, item. That'd be included yes. in in the offer sheet. Be like, here's a jersey for you. Get a home and an away. You want some leggings? I got you some leggings. Socks? Here you go, Dave. Dave likes yeah. the likes the socks. Our Finnish listeners really wanted Aho in Montreal. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't they? I yeah. think your all your listeners should have wanted him in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. he's the good oh, yeah. in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Yes. Arpin, we asked you on here because um, you're the um, the editor. It wasn't to do commercial jingles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we heard from a friend you were a renowned expert. I thought on the this. Topic, I thought so. this was a commercial jingle podcast. I'm sorry, was I mistaken? <laughs> We've been found out. <laughs> uh, to, because you're the editor in chief of the Athletic Montreal, and you guys had a, a an awesome reader survey with very interesting results. The first part of which was published last week. Yes. Yeah, it was. And we'll have the second part on Friday. So oh, um, sweet. you'll have lots of uh, lots of other things to look at. But we, yeah, we thought we'd leave uh, sort of a little gap for people to, you know, digest this. Things people like, you know, our readership numbers have sort of been more scattered. There's not a regular pattern to them anymore. It used to be like you put something out and by the end of the day, people were done with it and they want something else. But now we let things sort of sit and, and simmer for a little bit longer because people's mm-hmm. uh, routines are sort of off. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's, I thought, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything in particular you want to know about the one that was published on Friday? Cause I, I don't well, know. I found it pretty interesting personally. What but. I found it very is. interesting is that I, for once, am not in a minority. Yes. My opinions <laughs> yeah. were very clearly, um, a lot of people share them more people than you would think. And there was one thing in there that you, Either you or Marc Antoine, uh, Antoine wrote it was um, that, you know, the sort of echo chamber that exists on Twitter isn't necessarily the opinion that was reflected in this poll. No, and, and that's something that I often, I always remind myself of, not even in regards to this poll, just in general. You know, like I, I always, when I'm trying to sort of formulate questions for people, people or, or like you know sometimes I do like to refer to the sort of the tone on Twitter to sort of get a pulse for what some of the fans are thinking on a certain topic or on a given night if you know if there was I don't know if there was like a bad penalty call or something you know it's it's just you know it's, it's I Twitter's good for that for us when we're covering a game live mm-hmm. is that you see you get reactions in real time you know like so if I I can I can tweet something out like totally innocuous but just exact literally saying what happened like so and so got called for tripping you know the canadians are going on the penalty kill for two minutes and then i'll just get this stream of people just dis- disagreeing with the penalty call from me and no uh, maybe <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure it's happened but um <laughs> it's uh you know it's but so you know but i always try to remind myself a like such a such a small percentage of the population is actually on Twitter. Um, it is it is mm. very much so um, a very newsy world on Twitter. Like it's 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 people who provide news. It's people who are actively looking for news. But it's not it's not everyone. Like not everyone sits and watches the game with Twitter open in front of them. So um, though I guess you know that's Wait, becoming. What? I know it's imagine imagine there's people who actually just watch the game. 
and enjoy it <laughs> and not like feel the need to comment on every single thing that happens in the game. So, um, so I try to remind myself of that. And I think this, this, this survey was a good reminder as well that, that, you know, the people who, um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think the survey is, is entirely representative of the fan base, but we got a good number of responses. And the one thing you also have to realize is that these respondents are, are subscribers by and large. Subscribers, I mean, you know, they're, yeah. Subs- yeah. To the athletics. So we have mm. a certain niche group. It's like a very specific subset of the Can- typical Canadians fan um, that maybe is not typical of the, the average Canadians fan, let's say. I mean, you know, so they yeah. might be able to see, you know, they might be able to recognize, I guess, Mark Bergevin's good work over the last two years and sort of look past some of the other things he did prior to that that did not that were maybe not as good and and some i think a lot lot of people aren't able to do that i mean based on just anecdotally speaking you know there's some people who just look at the fact that he's been here for for eight years and nothing's happened and that's what they that's what they harp on so um you know i think the survey needs to be taken in some context and that that is basically the context of it but it's um it was surprising that it was it was not i was expecting more of an even distribution across across the spectrum of responses like from one to ten i was expecting it to be a pretty much a level field all along but to see it like below and then crest up at seven and then go back down is not something i was expecting for him and for him particularly for mark bergman i thought that was that was pretty surprising to to us both both me and mark antoine that's the one that i found surprising and pleasing as well because Mm -hmm. i am a noted mark bergevin um devotee um uh, i I don't blindly sort of follow and believe management like when pierre gautier was there i couldn't stand him i couldn't wait till he left i couldn't i didn't like his personality i didn't like his attitude i didn't like his aura i didn't like anything about him and the wow. difference with Mark Bergevin, although he has, you know, although, quote unquote, nothing has happened in the eight years that he's been there. I believe in him. I do. I believe in that he what he wants for the um, for the organization. And and Arpin, I'm not going to pretend like I've never been mad at you because everybody on Twitter who's who follows the both of us knows that that is true. But I think I think that on the like, wait, wait, wait let's be clear. It's true that you've been mad at me. Not it's not it's not true that you've never been mad at me. Let's just be let's be let's no, be clear about that. No, it's true that I've been mad at you before. Yeah. Is that did I say yes. never? I no, think I, I think you never. left you left some yeah. No, you're saying okay. it's it's not true. You were saying it's not true that I've never been mad at you. Oh no, I know. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah, I've never been mad at you. But it's because I'm really passionate about my team and I'm really I defend them. Because it's like it's like um, Ashley's posted tweet. It's like they're my own children. I defend them, and I'm really passionate about them. And I do believe that Mark Bergerin feels the same way. And it's like you, you know, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes parents make unpopular decisions, and they're just doing it for your own good. Speaking of hash browns. So it's just like general managers. <laughs> And they're <laughs> And so I feel like, especially when I'm reading, because I am a subscriber, but when you read comment sections, mm-hmm. particularly when they have to do with Mark Bergevin, or if you happen 
to mention P.K. Subban in any article, you know, like the, the people who write the comments mm -hmm. are always mad. Like the, the, the majority of them, even though it's kept very civil on the athletic, are <laughs> mad and they don't like them. Well, this is but, why we made the this is why we made the allusion to to Yelp comments on restaurants. Yes. Like it's 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 very Perfect. much Perfect. it's very much like that. Like I mean, I you know I, I travel a lot, so I rely on Yelp reviews sometimes to decide where to eat. And used to um, travel a lot. Used to, yeah. Right now, it's it's on yeah. pods, as they Sorry. like to say. It's a word that I refuse to use for this. It's, it's, uh, Thank you. But um, yeah, but it's so I I tend to. I tend to take that with a grain of salt because you read the con like the people who are most most motivated to comment on anything are the people who are on the extreme one or the other. So either they absolutely adore what you wrote or adore what Burke Bergevin is doing, which I guess that's you. I'm not saying <laughs> then, I adore yeah. it. I, I'm saying I believe in him. Right. And so I do. And then and then and then I there's do. the other extreme. I but do. if most people, if you read like a story of mine or if you go to a restaurant, you're like, yeah, that was pretty good. You're not going to run to Yelp and be like, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, exactly. But if it was amazing or if it was terrible, then you might. And so you, what you're getting is extreme. So I think in 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 what we're talking about in, in terms of Bergevin's, I guess, the public perception of what people think of him is you're getting a lot of the negative reviews because people are passionate in that way, that they disagree with things he's done, um, which, you know, I mean, we can debate when that's that fine. started, but it's fine. It's their right. They're fans and they they're, yeah. they have a right yeah. to think whatever they that's want. I've well. always yeah. always believed that. And frankly, I, I didn't think he was doing a great job a few years ago, but he's he's had a good few years. And I, I can I, I've written that. I've I believe that. Um, but I think I didn't expect as many people who responded to our survey. I, I've, the one thing, you know, initially we wrote uh, uh how this survey is reflective of the fan base. We kept writing Canadians fans clearly don't think, or Canadians fans don't seem to think. And then mm -hmm, we, mm -hmm. we decided we're like, no, 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 this is not a reflection of Canadians fans. This are, this is a very specific group. And so this group uh, who responded to our survey, nearly 2000 of them. So not like, not nothing, but still not insignificant, uh, for sure. not insignificant, but considering the millions of people who follow the Canadians, it, it is somewhat insignificant, but it's more significant than, a Twitter poll with 62 responses. So, I mean, it, it does have some value. And uh, yeah, I think they're able to see, I think, I think the one thing that a lot of people who follow this team, fans especially have wanted is, is a clear vision for what they're going to do and, and, and a stick to itiveness to that vision. And, and I think a lot of Bergevin's years have, have been kind of scattered. Like they've been like good moves in a vacuum, but when you sort of, look at them all together you're like what is he trying to to accomplish with all these seemingly separate disparate kind of moves and i think the last two and a half years or three years you've you've seen him really stick to what he said he's going to do and i think people appreciate that because he's you know as as difficult to time he does as he has sometimes communicating what what he wants to say uh he's been pretty consistent on how he's going to build this team and what he's going to do to to, to build it and and he's done that he's lo loaded up on draft picks he's kept them by and large he hasn't been tempted to to trade them away at the deadline especially last year he could have and i don't think anyone would have criticized him if he used a second round pick to go get uh like a marcus johansson for instance or like a whole bunch of people who are available at the deadline that could have helped them make the playoffs no one would have criticized him and he still didn't do it 
And, and I thought that took a lot of guts because I think people did criticize him for not doing it. Um, but it showed a resolve to stick to what he said he was going to do. And that's something that um, he hasn't necessarily done since he, since he became GM. And so I thought that was a good, a good sign from him. Makes sense. Um, and one of the other things that I wanted to say about him is that um, he's not afraid. He is clearly unafraid to watch Montreal burn down to the ground around him. As long as he's doing the right thing, what he thinks is the right thing for the team. I would, I would agree with that. I would, yes. I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not, and he says that it's not for Mark Bersvank. Like when he refers to himself in the third person, it's about the Montreal Canadians and, 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 and his aging, has accelerated at like Obama levels like in the eight years. <laughs> He's a lot I more would wrinkly still now. Marry him yes. in the air. He's very wrinkly. <laughs> it's terrible how men it's improve texture. With age. It's just it's texture. not fair. It's texture. <laughs> Beth loves him that. more than I do. Arpin, I'm gonna remember just that. So you know. Okay. <laughs> Are you, and I met him. It's the pipes. It's the pipes that do it for you. Is that it? It's everything. The glasses. <laughs> the, have you seen his eyes? I mean, like you've seen him in person. I've never seen his eyes. No. What? Yes, of course I've seen his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you just well, like have your eyes. Yeah. I look away every time I talk to him. I look in the other direction. And I, just like, oh. I can't look straight at him. He's too handsome. Um, every yeah. game I've been to, I search the <laughs> I search the luxury boxes to see if I can spot him. Yes, um, me too. I've hung out around a couple of hotels. Oh, um, really? <laughs> wow. Uh, wait, wait, let's let's talk. <laughs> let's can we talk can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, sure. Take yeah. it away. Let's go. Oh, has, has, this sorry. Story. I'm taking over your podcast. Sorry. <laughs> So, so hanging around, so hanging around the hotels. This is when they're on the road, right? I would imagine. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, out. so how yeah. does that go? Like, what is the strategy with um, when you go to when you go to stock a hotel? Because so um, let's be clear, somebody, that's what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you talk to somebody who knows where they might be staying, we and then you cider. go to find the largest parking area where a bus could go. Ah, okay. That's um, and smart. a lot of people can come out of a door at one time, and then you hang out there until <laughs> it's too late for them to to leave, or they come out the door. Um, oh, wow! And then sometimes you um, sometimes you see people that you want to talk to, and you jump out from behind a bush. And <laughs> please tell me you that. really do that. We do you did really that. do we that. Did we that. We did that. Oh, get it out! Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And did they did in they December? punch you? No. They were, at first they were I think they were a little worried. Well yeah, can you blame them? Because we were in Vancouver and, and I jumped out and I went, say Weber and he was like, Wow Like and we it's not like we were dressed up as fans or anything. So no. yeah, I think that at first he was worried, but he got over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was afraid Shay Weber was afraid of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were the only people to ever put the fear of God into the table. <laughs> a, little, a little tip: if, if you if you have confirmed where where a team is staying, yeah. the place to hang out is there's all there's invariably a Starbucks in the lobby. That is where you yes. hang out. You will get them there. They will all go and stop at the Starbucks on the way. To they the all bus. did have coffee cups. Yeah, they did. They all had. Always. They've been there already. It is, it is a yeah. big part. Post nap coffee is what you're trying to get. 
on the way to uh, the game. Carrie, Carrie looked like he, you know, might Had have just... been up pretty early. I mean, pretty late. That's what Carrie looked like. He looked sleepy. Uh, he always looked mildly. sleepy, that though. Maybe his demeanor. No, no, no. Sleepy face. It was more than that. Okay, now, now what, what I'm this thinking. Is circa, this is circa, like, when? This, this is like what? December. Oh, in December. When they were here in Vancouver, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're only they're only in Vancouver once a year. You know? Once you a year. <laughs> you can't blame the guy for cutting loose a little bit. And last time they were in Vancouver, or no, the previous last time they were in Vancouver, I met a whole bunch of them. But the pre- time previous to that, I missed them all. But I met Mark Bergevin. And we well, you late to the bus. Which one? Which one did you prefer? Uh, Bergevin, but I didn't get a picture. Oh, it was no. great because I screamed at him. He was running through the lobby. I was sitting in the hotel lobby. And then I saw this, like, I saw that the bus was out there. And I'm like, where are all the players? And then I saw this guy running through the lobby. And he was wearing a gray um, hooded sweater. And he had, like, gray jeans on and running shoes. And his hair was a little bit disheveled. But he was yeah. um, clean shaven. That was and, Mark Bergevin was wearing jeans and a hoodie? Yes, he was. And that's wow. why I didn't pick him out quick uh, yeah. immediately, but I, I noticed him because he was like sprinting and I stopped him in his tracks and um, I screamed at him and then he looked at me <laughs> like he thought, am I supposed to know you? Who are you? I love um, how, you, how you both say this so matter of factly, like this is like perfectly normal behavior. So I screamed at him. <laughs> Stop him in his tracks. Pardon me. Like, throw our handkerchief down in front of him and hope he bends over and picks it up. This is 2020. (laughs) We have to do what we got to do. See, that's what I did, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, he came up to me and and shook my hand, and he was very gracious. And then he told me that he was very late, and he took off. But it was was awesome. I also almost got run over by Max Domi. Oh yeah, yes, that yes, that's right. That oh, that must fun. have been that must have been a thrill. Was, <laughs> I, it wasn't the first time I've almost been run over, but it's the first time I've almost been run over by a professional athlete. Um, <laughs> right, which is two separate categories of being <laughs> yeah. almost run over, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one I was an honor, the other one not so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was lurking outside Brossard, um, and Max Domi was pissed off about something. Uh, I was trying to yeah, call Byron because I love him. And um, Max Domi comes tearing around the corner in his Jeep, and he looked he looked like he wanted to murder somebody, and he almost hit me as I was walking to the parking lot. Um, but it's fine. He's I very intense. He's a, he is a very intense man. Yeah, he's very tightly wound. Mm-hmm. I find. Yes. Well, he is he is in interviews. I would say he's he's he's. I don't think he's that tightly wound, but he does he does have his guard up a lot when. Uh, when we're talking to him. So yeah. I think that's, yes. uh, he's, he's very, he's very, he's hyper aware. Listen, he, he grew up around the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. So he's hyper aware of how the slightest misstep or even how anyone could misconstrue sort of Anything. an offhand comment. He's very hyper aware of avoiding that. So, but he's not, he's not as tightly wound as he comes off on camera, I think. Okay. He just seems like I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have said tightly wound, but yes, very careful. He's not yeah. going to give you anything, you know, Carrie Price learned that the hard way. Like he's not going to give you anything that you can't or that you can twist. Yeah. But he's, um, 
Uh, actually, you know, like he's he's not a great interview, especially like post game. But if you have, like, I will go to Max Domi and talk and ask about like really hockey nerd stuff, like you know, like like the difference between um, the left and right circle on the power play and what he sees and what he sees as a lefty and this that. Like, I mean, stuff like that. He will talk your ear off about. Like, he loves that stuff. I once asked him about. Because when he first got here, I was so impressed with how well he forechecked. Like, he was a really aggressive... Yes. still is. He's a very aggressive, smart forechecker. And I was... I never actually did... Maybe I should, I should do that now. Anyhow, I never, <laughs> actually wrote, I never actually wrote that story. But it's one thing I wanted to do is talk to a bunch of good forecheckers and ask them what makes them good forecheckers. You know, like, it's, it's a part of the game we never talk... We just kind of say, uh, get the puck in deep and get on the forecheck but we never really talk about what that means um i thought it could make for an interesting story just because he he seemed to be so good at it like this is like the first mm-hmm. couple of months that he was here so when i when i told him that i wanted to write something on that he's like oh really i'm like yeah, yeah so i was like yeah so like at what point when you're skating in like how do you decide and he just he broke down every aspect every decision that had to be made on a typical forecheck and he went through it one by one and how you have to decide, okay, are you going to go over this guy? Are you going to force him to a teammate? Is there a teammate on your right? Do you know he's there? Are you going to funnel him towards there? Or are you on your own? And do you have to do this and or this, 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 and all the different variables? Um, and and I, you have like time, a second I didn't, to decide. I didn't know him that well, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, not even. It's all split-second decisions. Yeah. And he was great. And at the time, I barely, you know, he, I barely knew him. And I was like, wow, this guy's a goldmine. This is going to be great. It's the best interview ever. And then <laughs> over time. <laughs> then he got boring. Like, <laughs> but he still remains that if you get him alone and ask him sort of a hockey nerd question, uh, he will talk about ho- he will talk about that stuff all day. Like he loves talking about that stuff. It's the other stuff like, uh, you know, how this losing streak and how are you going to get out of this yes. losing streak or how the power play stinks or how it's going great or you know, it's never, it's not only the bad things, it's the good things. He doesn't even want to feel Eve either. Like, so, um, but he is, he is very good for me. And I've always had like, you know, I've always tried to have a guy who can explain hockey things to me. Cause I don't pretend to know what these guys do on the ice. Like I have no idea how they're yeah. able to do it. So I always need at least one guy who can, who I can go to. And on this team, I have like, you know, two or three guys that I can go to for that specific thing. Perfect. Who are they? Right now, uh, Domi's no? Domi's good. Yeah, I can I can yeah. get Domi's good. Uh, Deno is fantastic for that. Yes, really, 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 oh, really, really, really good. And he's uh, he's great at it, and he's very patient about it. Like all, I ask stupid questions because like I want to make sure I understand. So like they're very dumbed down, basic questions. Right. And uh, and he and he sits and he answers them and he explains things to me. Um. And uh, huh. Lekkonen's good for that. Yes. You know, Lekkonen doesn't mm-hmm. really like talking about stuff, but he likes talking about hockey. And so it's it's the one thing these guys all have in common. And, and you know, not mm-hmm. everyone – like, you know, my favorite guy for this was Lars Eller back in the day. Like, he was he was my guy. Like, I, I went all the time to him. If there was a play that happened the night before that I didn't understand why this player did this – I would go to him and say, hey, remember in the second period? And he always remembered. He always knew exactly which play I was talking about. Remember in the second period, you guys lined up for this face-off, and that winger went across through the zone to the other point guy. Like, why did he do that? And, Bo, and he will 
explain it. And Plecky was also Plecanis was 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 really good for that too. So I you know I miss those guys. But speaking having of Beno and Domi. So when when Lars Eller um, not didn't notice that the opposing team changed goalies in the middle of the game, was that on? Was that he was he trolling? Do you know what game I'm talking about? I do know what game you're talking about. I don't think he was trolling because that's not that's that's not Lars Eller's style. Okay. I think he legitimately hadn't noticed. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, which to me was was shocking, but it's yeah. It, but his uh, you know his his comprehension of uh of system play and and like you know i mean he 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 basically every night they would have dinner and him his brother and his dad would just talk about hockey for like an hour and a half their poor mom i don't know what she did but it's like they did it all the time she must and well she has no choice really and and, um so he would you know if you had a specific question it's the same thing as as domi like he would have he would talk about it. Like he would, he liked talking about that stuff. And I'm sure Max had those conversations at home with his dad or whatever. I mean, it's like, it's so, you know, some guys, they don't want to, they don't want to give you the the good soundbite on the day to day thing. But if you go to them and, 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 and show like some humility and be like, listen, I don't understand why this happened. Can you please explain it to me? Most guys will be happy to do it. Like, it's like, it's really, it's, it's right in their wheelhouse, you know, and they're not, you know, they're not talking about, how well the team's doing or how badly the team's doing, but just talking about hockey, uh, guys, guys tend to, to appreciate that. Yeah. And it's a good way to get something more out of them than just the canned, whatever they've been prepared to reply. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I get yeah. them talking. And then yeah. if, you know, and then if after a, like a detailed conversation on fourth checking, you want to double back to like, so why don't, why can't you play wing? What's yeah. going on with that? <laughs> Just sorry, sorry to go back to like this sort of uncomfortable subject, but now that you're feeling chatty, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are not That's able to play wing anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I've never got an answer from him on that one though. <laughs> so mm. we brought up a name that I want to uh, mention because he was uh, a little bit in the news today, Thomas Spaklenik. Um, He had himself an Instagram live story from the Habs uh, Twitter. And he revealed something that shocked me to my core, Arpin. I want to get your feedback on this. Okay, I'm not aware of this, so yeah, fill me in. In his, <gasps> yes, in his 15 it's crazy. years, Arpin. yeah, oh yeah, just wait. In his 15 years as a Canadian de Montreal, he and has his never one half a season. Right, but that doesn't matter. He has never had himself a putzin. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's not surprising. Oh, <laughs> uh, Thomas. How? I, I know. Well, because that's, that's, that's just him. No, it's not even that. It's just what? he doesn't. <laughs> Thomas Placanis was. He's. He is so. He is so who he is. You know, it's like there's no. There's no. There's no bull with that guy. Like, if, you know, if he, like, he would not eat poutine during the season. He doesn't. His cheat meals would be something else. He's very he's a very check guy. They 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 sort of maintained, you know, check values, check customs at home. Uh he lived way out in the suburbs, like further out into the suburbs than Brossard even is. Wow. Um for a while and then he moved, you know, he eventually he he wound up living in, in Nuns Island. And so it was but he was it just doesn't surprise me that he wouldn't have a poutine because he wouldn't feel compelled to have one just because everyone says it's great. 
Like it, it's, he would just be like fries and gravy and cheese. Like that sounds gross. That's so everyone me. says it's great, but I don't think that sounds great at all. So why, why would I, why would I waste a cheat meal on that? And that would yep. be a very Thomas Placanitz thing to think. I don't know if that's actually what his thought process was. I'm just learning that he never had a poutine. But <laughs> uh, quite honestly, it does not surprise me in the least that he never had a poutine because that's that's just the type of guy he was. Like he was, yeah. he, you know, to, like Placanitz was like he, it was the best. Like I for years was trying to get him to up his public profile because it was I found it criminal. Like the lack of selkie attention he got, it was ridiculous. Yes. And 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 so, mm-hmm. so for years I'd be like, you know what? Like if you just if you just sat out here more often and let us come and talk to you, and get your name out there, you might get some votes. It might help because that's what the selkie is the award that most most writers don't know how to vote. And there's a real herd mentality when it comes to the Selkie trophy. Like once you get some momentum and people start talking about you, then people start paying more attention to your game. Then people start looking at the numbers Then people start. But until that there's, you know, and until the recent sort of statistics revolution in, in hockey to a certain extent, and, you know, people had to go purely on eye test for defensive forward. I mean, you know, it's like the hockey equivalent of picking like the offensive lineman of the year, you know, where you're yeah. like, kind of like, okay, do we really, do we really know that much about who's the best, you know, who's the best in like, you know, third and long, like pulling guard who like, who, who you know, it's, it's no. So, um, but he refused, he always refused. And he would always be like, listen, man, I don't, if you ask to talk to me, I'll come out and talk to you, but I'm not going to sit here and wait for you guys to come and talk to me. I have better things to do. And that was always his attitude about that. And I respected that. Um, it was a lie. First of all, he didn't always come out and talk when he was asked for. Oh, but... I thought he didn't have better things to do. <laughs> no, oh, no, oh, he, no. Did. he had, definitely had better things to do. No. Although I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe he didn't no. have better things to do. I mean, it's all relative, right? Like better things to do than talking to reporters. The bar is very low. Like It's, it's a low yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, but, you know, if you did ask for him, what he would do, his move was always that um, he would send the PR guy back with the message that if you want to wait when everyone else leaves, he'll come out and talk to you specifically because you're the only one who asked for him. So you're going to have to miss the coach. Right. And I was always like fine with it. I was like, okay, fine. That's fine. I'll do that because you get him alone and it's better. He's better alone. Uh, but that was always his move. So he would come out. But it was under conditions. Like it was under his conditions. Like he was like, I'm not coming out and starting like a scrum where everyone's going to come in and ask me all the same questions eight times, and I'm going to have to deal with that. So, but he was great. His, I, I, I miss covering him. He was, he was a great guy to cover. I love him so much. Absolutely, one of my favorites. I have a pleca neck, and I wear it all the time when I play hockey. David, you and I were at that game, the game where he, um, where he got the um, standing ovation. For the for retiring. Oh yes, for being that's correct. Yep, that was the Vegas game in Montreal in November of oh, 2018. Yes. And that was also the uh, infamous uh, Thomas Tatar game. Yes, as well. Tatar. <laughs> that's right. Cool. <laughs> now, not to interrupt everything at Sorry. the moment, but we yep. are coming on the end of our recording time. How? I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Now, I have I wanted to swing back for a second. 
Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to swing back really quick and um, mention my story about stalking uh, it, hotels and whatnot. Oh. Because I have a great right. story. I am when here for this. I am here for this. The first time that the Habs were in Las Vegas, I happened to be there as well. I have the good fortune of having a mother, my only mother, that lives in Las Vegas. So I go visit her every year, typically for Habs games. We Wait, can is she go. your only mother that lives in Las Vegas? Or she's your only mother <laughs> yeah. and she happens to live in Las Vegas? Yeah, that was sort of ambivalent, yeah. uh, uh, ambiguous. I think it's the second I one. Do you have an do you like do you have a mother do you have a mother elsewhere another I guess mother, is the, the other mother another oh, mother like another town. the one that's on my birth certificate lives in Las Vegas okay, <laughs> okay. so um Andrew Shaw was on Instagram and he just took yes. a picture out his window saying hey the view from uh the view of Las Vegas at night and I was like oh look at that and so it, it like um beth and veronica i was wondering like oh my god where where are they staying so i can try to like meet up with some guys and get some pictures and stuff you know have some fun so i'm racking my brain trying to figure it out and since the first time that's there are in didn't really know where they would be but they had she had their timetable so i just didn't know where so i show my mom hey mom look this is uh andrew shaw showing you know what what you know the picture of the city from his window and she's like oh he's at the bellagio I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's that, that's that landmark, that's that landmark, that's totally the Bellagio. And wouldn't you know it, tomorrow morning, the next morning, uh, her and I went to the Bellagio and found a few scattered Habs jerseys hanging around outside one of the big ornate um, uh, dining rooms that they have there. And within a half hour, I ran into uh, Auntie Niemi. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> This actually worked. So oh, my mom. Jackpot. Exactly. <laughs> out, of, out, of every, out of everyone to run into, you hit the jackpot. Yeah. Everyone's and, favorite well, auntie. Well, the funny thing is, yeah. is that the day before, though, I was at the mall with my mother and, you know, I, we, we stopped to get like a slushy or something at one of the side kiosks or whatever it is. And I'm waiting there, waiting there, waiting there. And who comes around the corner is uh, these two guys, one with the Gucci bag. And it happens to be Thomas Tatar and Max Domi. And I was like, oh, my God. So I was able to meet up with them and say, hey, I'm a hockey fan. And they were like, excuse me? <laughs> so I met up with them uh, just by chance. And that was super cool, too. But I wanted to mention that because I thought it was funny because my mom knows Vegas like the back of her hand. Yeah. Just based on, you know, what yes. the view of a. And the also the water out. fountain out front too. True. The Bellagio. Yes. Yeah. But um. Good so, piano bar at the Bellagio. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have closing sure. arguments for Arpin? I have a question for Arpin. Quick. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, so are you getting a dog during COVID during quarantine? Because I just I just see lots of people getting dogs. No, I do not. I have, <laughs> I have three person. children. Yeah, that's that's enough. Yeah. That's like ten I mean, dogs. Yeah, the kids want yes. me to get a dog, but I'm I'm no. Like, I'm, I how about another time? You guys, I'm not getting another. Dog. Yeah, we're full. Well, because I know I know who's gonna wind up taking care of the dog. It's it's not the kids. It's, yeah. it's gonna be me. So yeah, I've yeah, uh, yeah I have not gotten and, a uh, I have not gotten a quarantine dog yet. No, all right, nor will I. Although now is really a good time because you'd be home all the time and the training would be yeah. a snap. Exactly. I know, but it'd be creating false expectations for the dog. 
exactly. What's gonna <laughs> What's gonna happen ends. once everything stops? He'll be alone. Yeah, I'll like never. Be, yeah, I'll never be home all day again. Plus, to yeah. to quote the great Jim Gaffigan, um, you know, having three or more kids is kind of like you're drowning, and then somebody hands you a kid. Yeah. Oh my lord! <laughs> I love that bit so much. When I was thinking about having a third kid, my mom said, "You already have two, so what's what's the difference? Like you already don't have any time, so whatever." It really, it actually, it actually really is like that, though. Yeah, yeah. like don't you find? Like, did you have? Yeah, the, oh, did you yeah. have the third? No, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, and it's, I, it's exactly that's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's incredible. That's, and did the that's opposite. The yeah. Perfect description. Yeah. Like, I don't have any children, and I feel like I have no time. That's <laughs> it. I don't but have you... a dog either. It's not why there's a dog that lives here. I love her. She's not my dog. It's what I do with all my pregnant friends. I'm just like, okay, it's over now. So just, just if you think that way, it's just all over, and you're gonna get your life back in about 18 years. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that long, Veronica. You can. <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna suppress like the, you know. The, the... I just like to be truthful because nobody said this to me. Because it's, it's false. Eighteen <laughs> years. I mean, it's like, it's, it's not true. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's like, it's, it's like thirteen or fourteen years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They yeah. can't drive them though. That makes you got, it. You still better. gotta drive them. Everywhere. They can't, but when they hit thirteen, they don't care what you say. Like it doesn't you matter what. Just give them a bus pass. They don't care what you say. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you do. They're just no. gonna do their own. They're just gonna do their own thing at that age anyway. So that's it. Your job's your job's split. done. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. All you have My to do at, to from to that point on is pay bail or do whatever. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, if well, it's their first offense, they'll get released on personal recognizance, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sound like you know something <laughs> so you about this. You have to pay bail. We'll yeah, seriously. Yeah. Your, your level of expertise just really went through the I roof. Right? Law, just... law and order. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's the story. Whoa. So, all right. Well, thanks. Arpin, thank you, Arpin. Thank you thank so you. much for coming. Hey, it's my pleasure. I was happy to. Us. I was happy to come on and talk. Well, I feel like we barely even talked about the Habs, really. <laughs> no, no, we hit some time. important Next topics. Time. It's actually pretty refreshing. I, I never come on anyone's show and, and have a conversation like we just had. Like it's, it's pretty refreshing. We're so. a unique experience. Yeah, I was happy our, to do it. It was good. Our you format know? is we have no format. Yeah, That's good. So That's a good thing. Well, yeah, we no. kind of did going well, into this one. We're like, well, you know, Arthur yeah, wrote that plan. great article. And we're like, yeah, we'll talk about it for like five minutes. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's really great. And we really Next appreciate time. your work with The Athletic yes. and thank what you, The Athletic uh, Thank you, guys. And thank we, you yes. for reading it and participating and being, uh, yes. you know, so active and, and for caring. Like, that's what I <laughs> yeah. find. That's what I find cool about this time is that people like – people care so much about the Canadians. Like that, since I've taken this job, this is really what I've found is, is I always knew that people cared so much about the Canadians, but you really see it, especially at a time like this, where yeah. people are still reading your stuff on the Canadians and like there's this Armageddon happening around us yeah. and people still care. And that's, I find it's I will always, people. yeah, yes, I know people too, but I always, I always, <laughs> I always respect that. And it's always something I keep in mind whenever I write anything is that, you know, our readers and fans, Canadians fans in general, care so much about this team, and I, I never take that for granted. So I try to. So thank you guys for uh, for having me, and thank you for for reading our stuff. We really appreciate it. 
Thanks, Arpin. Yeah, Can't wait to hear uh, part two of the survey. Yeah. Yeah. Check out at the end of this week. Uh, I don't know when. I don't know what day we are here, but uh, <laughs> you know, Monday. on Friday. Yeah, on Friday, <laughs> uh, it should be. Uh, it should be out on Friday, so you can get awesome. some uh, some cool some some I think equally surprising responses to a lot of questions. It should be uh, should Perfect. create some more conversation. Yes. Sounds great. We'll have you back, Arpin. Yes. Okay, I would love to exhausted. do it. Okay. Sounds no, great. absolutely not. Awesome. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Take you. care. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was fun. That's it. Orban's yeah. out. He's out. And we're and we're like way over. We are way over time. Perfect. Way over. <laughs> we deserve a long episode. Yeah. yeah Other people do. In a while. Other people do it. We can do it too. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not too long. Who's got that kind of time? Unless oh, you play no. it at like a 1.5 speed. <laughs> want to drag I do it that out. a lot. Yeah. For my Make crime podcast when I want to cram a lot in. Yes. That makes sense. So yeah. cool. Um, Good job, everybody. That was good great. Job. So yeah, fun. Was, Thanks, Arpin. Awesome. Yeah, Arpin was yeah. fantastic. Oh, my yeah. God. That was so much fun. He sounded great, too. I'm really looking forward to editing this one as he well. He really did. <laughs> Um, yes. There was some um, lag every once in a while, but that's like a Wi-Fi thing and just whatever. So, yeah. gotta figure that out. But he was perfect. It was perfect. Great. Yeah, it was, it was fine. awesome. And he didn't even he didn't even seem mad about the times that I've been mad at him. So no, yeah. he thought well, it was who, who who could stay mad at you, Veronica? For real. Though. Oh God. Yeah. For real. There's a list. Well. Well, there yeah, are Let's think needed. about that. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, I guess there are <laughs> usual suspects. Yeah. Well, I think that's it then. That was fun, you guys. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The listeners. You. And thank the listeners. Wow. Thank, thank you. Because that's who we're talking us. to. Yeah, we had Please so much fun. Safe. I don't even think we swore. No. <gasps> I don't think we did either. It's true. Wow. I said freaking. Best behavior. <laughs> I said freaking at some point. You won't friggin'. need to put an E on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Put an E for excellent. Yeah, <laughs> E for excellent. It took Arbin Basu to grab us not <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's it. Bye. 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 Bye.